This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you are based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, a very, very good morning to you. How are you this Friday? Good morning. I am, yeah, okay. And you, although I am experiencing a very, very strange sense of deja vu, Howard. Not deja vu, deja vu, because we've all heard this uh, stinky before. Yeah, and, and it's the incredible thing is, and uh, we'll explain what we're talking about in a minute, but it's just a repeated type, of, a repeated pattern. Something happens in Gaza. Hamas uh, take, waste no time at making it about Israel's behavior. The media picks it up as though Hamas are people of truth, and, and then the damage is done. And you would think, especially in this war, uh, where news outlets like the BBC have had to apologise again and again and again, and I see there was a debate in Parliament in the United Kingdom earlier this week where uh, the former Attorney General directly accused the BBC of fomenting anti-Semitism, contributing to global anti-Semitism, something that you and I have discussed mm. uh, at length on, on many occasions, not just during this uh, this war. But the issue uh, for listeners um, that Howard and I are talking about is what happened with the aid convoy yesterday. Now, I've seen the Huffington Post, Piers Morgan uh, Channel 4, Christiana Mapur, CNN, the BBC, Associated, Press, Bernie, uh, Bernie Sanders, and countless others run with the story that our IDF troops opened fire on Palestinians who were uh, gathered around a, an, an aid convoy yesterday trying to um, uh, get that much needed humanitarian aid and accuse the, the IDF of opening fire at them. Now this of course uh, put the lie put on its pants everybody quoted Hamas and the Hamas controlled health ministry I see Christiane Amapur did a whole interview with the health ministry of Gaza. I mean I don't know if she just really really dislikes Jews or she is allergic to, to getting facts uh, before uh, running with the story but uh, the, the story that um, the IDF opened fire on this aid convoy has gone all around the world. And of course, now we have world leaders like uh, France's Emmanuel Macron uh, saying, you know, uh, the IDF was to blame. Now, Israel, being a democracy, has an army that investigates all claims. Uh, and as we know, if the IDF is wrong, and have done something wrong, they will admit it, and whoever is responsible will face uh, the consequences. But in this case, 
the IDF, who have not only released the footage for everybody to see, but uh, Daniel Hagari, the, the rear, rear admiral, who is the senior spokesperson of the IDF last night, saying we did not, he said, I repeat, we did not fire at this convoy. Uh, last week, Howard, we had the World Food Aid Program suspending their aid to Gaza because of incidents like this, of violence and looting and stampeding. And, uh, and unfortunately, what happened yesterday was a horrific, horrific uh, mass casualty event brought on by a, a horrible stampede. The IDF did fire warning shots, but did not strike at people around that convoy. It is so important, and I'm speaking as a journalist, it is so important to get the facts on the ground, the, the, the truth, before we allow um, for this to spread around the world, because in, in the chase of the story, and everybody's going to break the news, and I, well, I think that's on, maybe on what it's about. Mm, maybe that's what it's about. It, you know, that it's the getting to the story first. It, but, it's, yes. but of course, it's an absurdity because it's, it's so dangerous. Uh, you know, we saw the consequence of the hospital story uh, right Absolutely. at the beginning this of the war. This has very, very real consequences for millions of Jews around the world. We saw exactly, as you've just said, what happened with the Al-Ali uh, hospital incident on the 17th of October. Uh, and I said on WhatsApp and I said on social media all the time where everybody's got to be a journalist and break uh, the news. Truth and the lack of it has very, very real consequences. So before anybody wants to be an armchair journalist or, or, or rush to get that headline or that scoop, make sure you have all the facts on the ground. Yeah, it, it, people like Piers Morgan, I was quite surprised at because he's generally been fairly balanced uh, in terms of his coverage of, this, uh, of, of the Gaza war. He has been uh, balanced. I, I do have to, to give it to him. He has uh, attempted to to be balanced. Uh, and unfortunately, he's also one to want to kind of get ahead uh, uh, of, of the story and try and break the news. And, and this morning, I spent quite an, uh, an amount of time, I don't know if you'll ever see it, tweeting at him and saying, here are the facts, Piers. You know, you there are very, very real consequences um, uh, with, with this. And just, you know, have you not learned from the Al-Ali hospital? One of them who is very concerning is Bernie Sanders because he's got such a seething hatred for the prime minister that, you know, he's got to use everything as ammunition against the prime minister. And, and I'd like to remind uh, uh, Sanders that governments change. Yeah. But the ramifications of spreading disinformation and misinformation lasts for, for generations. The, the issue around aid is obviously a very, very difficult one. You've got people who are in, in Gaza in desperate need of aid, of, uh, of, of uh, these supplies, uh, but very difficult. Does this, is this about the Palestinian, the irregular Gazans? Is this a Hamas issue? What, is the, what are the, some of the bigger challenges here around this? So from what we understand, and this is a very, very important question, and again, before I give the answer, I just want to preface it because I've seen some horrible comments uh, coming in from people 
saying to me, uh, you know, we want to see this uh, this war continued, must continue, must continue, must continue, and expressing no humanity for civilians in Gaza. Yes, we know we need to defeat Hamas, but our war is not with the people of Gaza, it's with Hamas. And I don't think any of us who have a soul or who have a heart want to see anybody suffer. I know how would you have expressed that time and time again. Um, I am horrified by people who, who show no humanity. And, and Israel has said time and again uh, that there is no limit to the amount of humanitarian aid we will let in. And all we can do and, and all we are about to do by the Geneva Convention is to ensure that aid goes in um, unhindered uh, by us. Yesterday, our troops were protecting that convoy that goes in with an independent contractor. Um, uh, but the problem is, uh, and this is why World Food Aid suspended their program, is that once it gets in, uh, you, you know, Hamas um, and, and other uh, terror groups uh, have been hijacking these trucks, have been shooting at Palestinian civilians. The onus is also on the United Nations and their various uh, aid workers to ensure that aid gets to um, ordinary Palestinians. Earlier this week, we had massive protests in Rafah because the price of foodstuffs has been hiked up astronomically. Who is responsible for that? Um, it, it's definitely not the IDF. So I think that the narrative we are seeing coming from uh, parties who are pushing a, 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 an agenda and a narrative outside of, of, of this region have... Uh, uh, a, a very specific message they want to push, but the reality on the ground is something quite different. Yeah, and uh, a very, very important, a very important story, and again showcasing uh, the the reality about how these, um, how how things are being reported. The, let's uh, move across a little bit further. Uh, to, uh, to the UK, where Prince William has been very active in fighting anti-Semitism. And I think the images that came out of his visit to that synagogue, I thought were incredible. This is hugely important because Prince William is uh, not just the heir to the throne, but he is the future head of state for several countries uh, that include Canada, the, the United Kingdom and, and Northern Ireland, Australia, New Zealand uh, and other countries. So the uh, a visit is, uh, royalty is not celebrity and, and, and nothing is done without careful deliberation. And I think it's very important to note that royals have to be above politics they have to be an entity that is above partisanship and politics and he took a lot of flack last week for his statement which I thought was very very balanced where he called for an end to the fighting and an increase in aid to, to people in Gaza which I think uh, you know <laughs> we've just spoken about Absolutely. and you know, he called very importantly for the release of the hostages and um, yesterday uh, last week he spoke to the, the British Red Cross on, on Zoom operating on, on the ground. Um, uh, he didn't speak to the International Red Cross and I think this is where lines are being uh, uh, crossed because people are saying, you know, why didn't you um, excoriate the, the International Red Cross? No, he spoke to the British Red Cross whose mandate is, is, is different to that right. of the International Red Cross. But yesterday, and, and as you just 
just said that that, that image of him sitting with uh, Rene Stark, uh, a 94-year-old Holocaust survivor in front of the Aron Kodesh in a synagogue with the flag of Israel behind him, wearing a kippah, and with, and with royals, nothing is not deliberate. That sends a massive message, not just to British Jews, but to global jury uh, as well. It says, you are seen and you are heard, and I am listening. Uh, and so basically, yesterday he met with young uh, activists from the uh, Holocaust Educational Trust to hear about their experiences, especially on college campuses uh, with anti-Semitism. Uh, and he met with Holocaust survivors and he said, Catherine and I, the Princess of Wales, who is um, uh, unfortunately recovering from, uh, from very, very serious surgery at the moment and has not been seen out, he says, are very, very concerned about rising anti-Semitism. It's uh, and, uh, amazing that he spoke, it was very cleverly done in that he spoke not only to Holocaust survivors but also to students to show that it's not just a, a thing of the past but it's also current. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we, we are all looking around the world in horror at rising uh, anti-Semitism. I've seen the very, very clever video coming in from South Africa about anti-Semitism um, in South Africa, ch challenging Ronald Lamola's claim on BBC Hard Talk that there is no anti-Semitism. And we're looking around the world in horror. Last week we saw... Um, those uh, genocidal words from the river, I'm not going to quote the rest of it, beamed onto uh, possibly the, the other greatest icon of the United Kingdom, which is uh, Big Ben, the, the now called the Elizabeth Tower, named after the, the late Queen. I mean, I don't know, short of making the king wear a t-shirt with it on you don't get bigger icons than that and th uh, we saw what happened in parliament we see what is happening in the streets of capitals and other cities around the world and it is absolutely terrifying it is indeed it is uh, it's it, it's just uh, really really awful what do we do though uh, Raleigh going just going back to the misinformation uh, the numbers that we are being fed uh, you know more than 30,000 people having uh, been killed in in Gaza the problem is that there's no qualification of that there's lots and lots of qualification about uh, anything that uh, that Israel states, you know, that, uh, that we know. Um, you know, my, the word alleged is added on all of my articles to, to one of the publications. Um, if I speak about the, the sexual assault of women, uh, the, they add the word alleged. You know, but but when it when it comes to the thirty thousand plus uh, people who have been killed in Gaza, allegedly, uh, there seems to be an acceptance that this just is that number. Is there a way to deal with that? I think we we have to challenge and uh, with facts and not with emotions because uh, we do tend to get very emotional about this. Uh, we need to challenge with facts and call every single one of these news outlets into account. Uh, report them to honest reporting, report them to the ombudsman, report them to camera. Enough is enough. Uh, this is not 1938 and today we have voices and must hold them 
absolutely accountable for their misrepresentation of the facts. Let's unpack the issue of the uh, sexual violence. It is absolutely undisputed what happened on the 7th of October as far as sexual violence and all the other incidents uh, are, are concerned. The evidence is absolutely overwhelming. I'd like to be to put uh, whoever is tagging the words alleged to your articles in touch with um, uh, all the women here who are working on what is the, the biggest sexual violence crimes against humanity case uh, in the history of Israel. Um, there, they released their report, it's the ACRI report released last week with all the relevant appendices and references. And most important, you can give them the address of the UN Special Envoy for Women. She was here, she couldn't sleep for over a week, her and her team, what they've seen and what they have heard. Um, but as we know, when it comes to Israel slash Jews, uh, our word is always doubted. It really is, and it's just a bizarre rolling marks. That's where we leave it. Thank you, as always, wishing you a fantastic weekend, a peaceful weekend, and a Shabbat Shalom. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Hi, it's Barry Cohen from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Tzahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. Israel.